we should roll the opening. Okay. And, and we're, we're back. back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. So this week's uh, edition, this week's cue point is the, is failure. Yeah, the final step failure. in the LDP. It is the Q 4.5 if you happen to be following along in our idiotic numbering system. And we hope you are. It is in the fourth quadrant where mm-hmm. we are, uh, approximately midway through-ish. Mm-hmm. Fourth quadrant being lead right, first quadrant being get right, second quadrant being live right, third quadrant being lead right. Finally, this, the fourth quadrant, leave right. It's yes. the construction of legacy. And we have been walking through over the last four weeks the four components of a leadership development process, first one being schooling, mm-hmm. and that is the uh, formal leadership plan- training that you receive that creates head knowledge, second yep. being apprenticeship. Your book learning. Your book learning. Yeah. Second being apprenticeship. That is where you receive uh, positive habit transfer. And this would be more like hand knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, last week we went through opportunity, you know, and that's a leadership position uh, in a group that gives the holder leadership experience as part of the leadership development process. And that, together with failure, this week's fourth and final phase of the leadership development process, takes that hand knowledge and turns it to heart knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So whereas you may know the right thing to do from schooling, sure, how to lead, you really don't know how to apply it, how to right. do it until you have some apprenticeship, so it goes to your hands. But only through opportunity and failure that results from opportunity will it be written on your heart so that you'll always do it, or almost always do it, as part of uh, your leadership foundation. Like it mm-hmm. becomes who you are. Yeah. Like it's it's something you do automatically. Like yeah. you, don't, you don't have to think yeah. about it, right? Because it's written on, on your heart. heart. So yeah. that's that's where we get the idea. The statement for failure, Dr. Mm-hmm. one is an undesirable outcome that builds a leadership foundation. Let me say that one more time. Please. The An undesirable outcome that builds the leadership foundation. But if it's undesirable, how can it build? Yeah, that's, see, that's funny how that works, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Uh, and there are th- that's not one of them. Right. But there are three thought-provoking Socratics that uh, help us understand failure. First provoke one, me. I will provoke you. First one. <laughs> Is, darkest of all, failure necessary to leadership development? Second, Mm. does failure also require pain? (gasps) And finally, what should a group do with a leader after he has failed? Mm. I'll give you a hint to the answer to that. It is not to to eject him. Yeah, the Black Tahoe does not be employed here. Nope, because that'd be a big mistake. All right, now, first spur, failure is the crucible of the leadership development process. Let me ask you this. Dr. Yes, Sloan. please. You went to Radford College. What, I did. What is maybe not in in the context of the of the Q source, but what is what is a crucible? Ah, you know, I was a uh, I was a uh, a chemistry minor. Did you know that? Did not know that. Yeah, I was a chemistry minor. So psychology major, chemistry minor. Yeah. And uh, so a crucible is like a little uh, stone or or porcelain or whatever bowl. Um, that uh, ha- isn't oh that's a mortar and pestle, but it's kind of the same thing, right? Where you crush the stuff. Four to five scientists say no, it's not the same thing. Dang it! Well, I failed. Okay, you don't know what a crucible is. I guess I. Do you remember um, 
the um, the play, the book, The Crucible. I, mean, I heard of it. Yeah, didn't read it. Um, the Crucible is the thing where that's right. Yeah, where the, where the, the testing goes in, right? Uh, like that's where you say what the crucible of the play is. I don't know. It's uh, that's the the witches, the witch hunt in Salem. Oh, that's that's the that's yeah that's the that's the that's pl- the plot the, of the the oh, crucible. The, that's the plot of the crucible. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so you employ witches in order to develop leadership. <laughs> so anyway, a crucible is something you, that you apply heat to, and the heat changes the properties of that which is contained within. Got it. So yes, that's why we use this. Clearly, image, right? my my chemistry minor did me zero good. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, <coughs> I'm not sure crucibles are used or in not. chemistry yeah, or not. You know, I thought I, I yeah, on the top of my head, I was like, no, that's a mortar and pestle. I think crucibles are primarily employed in the alloy, like in forging things. Forging things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Like alloy. So makes more sense. Right. So yeah. that's how you make steel, right? Yeah. So when you make steel, I believe you heat it to a certain uh, hot enough so you can remove its impurities. Yes. So that's what we mean by crucible. It's a process by which impurities are removed through heat. That's right. Through heat. Yes. Now, failure is that crucible. That's why we use that. That's why we use that image. Right. It's it applies heat to your hand knowledge, man. Yeah. You know, it makes. Yeah. It burns away the uh, it burns away. the uh, impurities. Literally, what we say is, it's the forge, forge by which a leader is purified through the burning away of his me-first self-regarding nature. That's a quote from the soon-to-be award-winning book, The Q Source. <laughs> Let me say that again because it really sums up what we're yeah. talking about. It's the forge by which a leader is purified through the burning away of his me-first self-regarding nature. Because really, when you get right down to the heart of it, mm-hmm. Doa, you can know everything sure. that there is to know about leadership and spit it out. Uh, I've been through a lot of leadership schools. I've given a lot of talk, thought. I've written a couple of books about it. I can talk about leadership, sure, right? I I I know it, right? Uh, you know, I, I can I can I can repeat easily recall the principles that's and right. so forth. That, but that doesn't mean that I actually have a useful leadership foundation because I only will really have that if my self-regarding nature has been burned away. Tell me what you mean. A leader, first and foremost, has to place himself third, right? He has to be behind the people that he leads and loves. He has to, right? Now, we say in F3 that you have to recognize some sort of creator. Sure. You know, that's our theory right. of leadership. Yep. So, you know, that's first. And the second of the community, the people you learn, the group you lead, right. they're second. Right. You, you come third to all yeah. that, right? Another way you might want to construct that is if you're so inclined as to say, instead of the creator, you could say the purpose. Mm. You know, sure. you and I, being believing Christians, you know, we believe there's a specific purpose for our, our being right. here. Or in that, yeah. there's, there's, there really is no daylight between the purpose and, and the being that calls us to that purpose. Sure. For, for you and me. Right. Now, right. for others, your purpose could be very similar to ours, in, in a sense. And we'll just right. say your purpose is the general betterment of the human condition. Not that, not that dissimilar about no. from what we sure. are, right? Now, that general betterment of the human condition would be the... Th- the thing that comes first for you, right? That's yeah. why you're leading, right? Second is that those humans whose condition you are seeking to better, right? yeah. they come second, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, so you come third. So even a even a non-believer, right, uh, it fits. Could, could fit the same thing, yeah. Um, and that's the same. That's what we're talking about. You can't get to that me third self abandonment, yeah, without failure. That's that's why that this phase of leadership development process is absolutely necessary it's what matures the man and teaches him grace right mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't have any failure like you never get 
enough of it. As a leader, you're just going to retain too much of who you are, right? Just it, you're just going to still be you, and you're going to keep doing what you do, right? And, well, you got just a little hint of ego still that's right, there. That's right, yeah. and you, you're just not going to be a, a virtuous leader. Uh, you just can't be. You can't be a virtuous leader and be first guy. Those two things won't go together, you know. And, yeah. And when you fail, and from that, that undesirable, those undesirable outcomes, you become more durable and more capable of living third. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely critical. You have to do it in this kind of stress with stress and pain and chaos and make hard decisions when you don't want to. Yeah. You want to put yourself first. That's how you develop into it. And it's an instinctive practitioner of the leadership principles, right? You, you do it automatically, you know, and we'll, at the risk of beating this horse just one more time, there's no more clear leadership principle that this applies to than pass, praise, and take blame. Sure. I mean, you just yeah. won't do it. When, yeah. when, the, when failure leaps up at you and trips you, your instinct will be to turn and find a follower to pin it on. Exactly. <laughs> who and, did this? <laughs> and it may well be the follower who did, in fact, cause sure. the failure, right? Yeah. But if you do it, You've lost that guy. Well, and and the other guys around him. Of course, saw everybody you do, so you do that, right? Because yeah. they see your self-regard and they say, you know what? It's Bob today who took the blame for all this. Right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow it'll be me. I can't trust this guy. Yeah. But if the guy, if the leader passes that praise and takes that blame, not only will we have Bob, but everyone who sees it. But in the moment, remember, pain is high, chaos abounds. Right. You're going to want to flip it. You're just going to want nature, to. It's nature, man. It's nature. Nature. If all you've got is the head knowledge, you probably will flip it. Even if you have the hand knowledge, like you know how to oh, do it. Oh, for sure. You're still going to be tempted to flip it. But if you have failed from failing, from flipping it before, right. <laughs> you're going to know it doesn't work. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. And you won't because do it. Because you will have. Exp- That's right. Then it really will. And I know you get to this in a minute, but it really will sting. Like right. it really will be hard. That's right. It makes me think of two things. One, uh, and I know that you do this too. Um, I think of the people that, that, you know, would work for me. Right. And a client might get mad about a thing, you know, that, that somebody did or didn't right. do, or right. somebody dropped right. a ball or whatever it might be. And I would tell them all the time, like the people that work for me, I would tell them all the time, like, don't, you don't ever worry about that. Don't ever worry about that. You just keep going and keep sure. moving. And if somebody comes mad, I don't care if it's your fault. You know, like if it was something you did, I'll, don't you worry about that. Yeah. I'll handle that. Sure, I'll handle that. And and we would we would just step in front of it, you know, and and let the let the client come at me. And they go, well, your person did this, your person did that. And I go, well, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but that right. chances are good that I didn't communicate it well, or I didn't do something on my end. So why don't, why don't we have a discussion about it? Don't don't yell at them or don't right. you know come to them. And then the other thing I thought I was, you know what, it, this uh, the the microcosm that's almost perfect to all this is uh, is the workout, man, right? You, uh, you tell, get, me, tell me how, Tark. You get, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next book is going to be, uh, the next podcast will be Dread City Get a Room, and I'll just ask him questions. Like, we'll have anything to <laughs> You'd be my muse. That's right. I'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not wearing that dress. No. Anyway, so, but, uh, you know, here we are. We teach a guy how to count, right? He then has, he's, he's, he hears the words out of my mouth that, Okay, when you count cadence, you every time your arms move, you know it's a count. Whatever I tell him, I tell him the things. You know, we're doing a side straddle hop. This is what it looks like. 
And then, you know, he has his chance to, to watch. He watches a lot of leaders do it for a number of months sometimes, yep. right? Yep. And he goes, okay, I get it. I got it. But every single time, I, without, okay, 99%. I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions, right? But 99% of the time, guy stands in the middle, knows it, knows it cold, could recite back to me exactly, exactly what he's supposed to do. And as soon as his arms start moving, he just turns sure. into a pile of crap, right? You know, and because his uh, his opportunity given to him in that safe environment, which is good, sure. but brother's going to fail. Yeah, absolutely. simple as that. And that's and it hurts. It hurts. And so he fixes it. You know, it hurts, and it has to hurt, um, which is the second spur, right? Because failure works best when it stings the most. Yeah. See, if it doesn't really sting, right, you're not going to really be spurred on to learn from it. Right. Right? You'll, you've got to feel the heat. If the, the heat on the crucible isn't high enough, the impurities won't be cooked away. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the past praise, take blame thing, I'm just absolutely know that if I get stuck in that situation, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I, know I will. Yeah. Because I've been stung so hard for when I've not done it. Sure. Now, you can apply that to all the leadership principles and look, man, did I do this? Did I do that? You know, it's those are that's going to be the case mm-hmm. uh, if you've taken that sting. If that that crucible has been has been really hot, um, and, and it may not come instantly. That sting may not. It may like it may not be right away that the sting comes. It may come later, and and you may learn it later, and it may almost hurt worse then. I don't know, but. Um, I just thinking of different examples, like, you know, I, let's say I, this was years and years ago, but I yell at my kids, right? That somebody spilled apple juice in the car. Major, I, major transgression. Right? I, I lost my, I lost, this was before F3. And, uh, and I didn't think about it again. I, you know, lost my, my crap and just yelling, screaming and, you know, cleaning up and whatever and driving home angry and right, all that right. kind of stuff. And, uh, and the sting didn't come until much later because I was convinced that I was right because I told you not to bring that in the car in the first place. Right. 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 And we get years down the road after I'd started F3 and all this kind of stuff and just talking to my kids and about different things. And they say things like, you know, we're really glad that you don't, that you, that you're not mad dad anymore because F3. That's what they tell me. Right. And the sting came then. Sure. You know, it was years later. The mistake was years before. But you will, in other words, you'll get found out eventually. It's going to come. If you do it, if you do it wrong, if you, whatever that, if you violate the leadership principle, whether the sting comes then or whether it comes later, it, it has to happen. I learned that, you know. So this kind of goes into something we really haven't talked too much about, but that's why a leader has to assess the sting as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah. And make it sufficiently painful that the 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 young leader who's failed that he that he feels it and understands yeah. it because that's that's the teaching mechanism of it yeah. now that can be hard to do um it can be you know, because you don't really want to, right? There's kind of, you know, there's the kind of jackass who just wants to blame everybody for everything anyway, right? I'm sure. Talking, I'm yeah, talking yeah, like a yeah. good, those people a, exist, a leader yeah. that's a good guy, you know, and he right. wants his followers to do well, and he sees a young leader who's that opportunity, and he fails. And, you know, you kind of, in the back of your mind, you don't want to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, I know he's trying. In fact, you may even want to take the blame yourself. Mm. 
That's, right. a, that's a tough balance then, isn't it? It, it is or, a tough balance. Because remember, you're a leader, so you take, you're taking right. blame, right? <laughs> right? So this is the funny hmm. thing about it, right? So, you know, outwardly, uh-huh. you take the blame. So if you get a call, you know, like one of my guys messed something up, didn't do what he's supposed to do, client calls. So it's like, damn, you guys did this, blah, 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 blah. I was like, why did he do that? I said, because he was acting under my instructions. Why the heck did you tell him to do that? I said, looks like it was bad judgment. Shouldn't have done it. Here's how I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Right? That's what I said. Moving on. Right. Yeah. And I go in there and I say, what? What? Exactly. What were you thinking? <laughs> well, I don't do it that way. I said, what were you yeah. thinking? Yeah. And they explain it to me. If he's, if it was, if he's a good point, because there was, may be something. If yeah. he was taking initiative and he made a mistake, then I then I want to encourage right. individual initiative. So I award the initiative. I said, initiative, how we're going to fix that. Yeah, ran the play correctly, right. missed That's the right. shot. That's, That's right. okay. But if that the, the the consequence of that failure is something he has to feel, you know, yeah. for him for it to be effective. It's like, I gotta tell him. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's how you do that. The, eff- the effectiveness with which you do that, right, um, is gonna is gonna be the measure of how effective a leader you are. If you are able to. Um, in the army we used to call it counseling, you know, so it's you know, mm-hmm. not really counseling. Counseling no, guys I, telling them something, you know. It's to eat, is it? Yeah. But if you are able to to use uh, hard looks and straight talk to get results, but do it in a way that you don't build resentment, you know, you build leadership. If yeah. you're able to do that, then that's the heart of being able to 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 help other guys be better leaders. Figuring out how it works works best for you is, is difficult. Sure. And you're going to err to the side of being too soft for a while. You're going to err to the side of being too hard for a while. <laughs> and then you're yeah. ultimately going to figure it out. Yeah. What works through failure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Why, here we are. <laughs> right. You're, you know, you're, gonna, you're not, you're not going to be sharp enough with a guy and he's right. not going to get the message and make the same mistake again. Or you're going to be too hard on a guy and he's going to be afraid to take any initiative. Right. And then over time, you learn the, the, the correct measure. Yeah. And how to do and, it. And you kind of start in a more generic sense of like, okay, I know I start ish here, right. but then this guy may need just a little more heat or right. just a little more soft, you know, or whatever. So it tailors a little bit, right. But, right. but you have a much better sense of right. where to start. And this goes back to, you know, the schooling thing where we're talking about, you know, your, your education as a leader never ends. Yeah. It's constant practice, constant adjustment. You know, uh, I was talking to a client today who um, was struggling a little. He's my age, but there's an older principal in his firm. It's like 70 ish. This mm. guy's just old school, just blow you out of the water kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He's, like, uh, he's like, one of the problems we're having him is you know, we can't retain any millennials. Oh, because he'll just eat, yeah, the, like, eat their lunch. Because like the guys in the middle, like I'm a young baby boomer, like a bottom line baby boomer, I'm accustomed to getting yelled at. You know, sure, from, bother from the greatest generation. Right. I mean, that's the yeah. way we that's, no, that's the way we were raised, right? Yeah. You know, um, so I wouldn't really hold it against the guy. But I do notice these younger guys that just do not cotton up to being yelled at, right? Yeah. And you just gotta have to speak to them in a different way. So over time, you might have to learn how to adjust your approach. Yeah, you still know? make it hurt, but it's it's just got to come in sure. a different in a different way. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, and every situation is different. You know, and uh, every every guy is different, and you have to be really good at figuring out what's going to work with that particular guy over time. You don't treat everybody the same. Treat no. everybody fairly, but not everybody right, the, not same. the same. So that's kind of how that part of that rolls out. You know, that's one of those things that I have. And, and that candidly that you've taught me a lot about uh, and that I've, you know, through failure have learned a fair amount about too, uh, is that uh, it's very frustrating because at some point I wanted to point to a thing and go, but I'm an expert now. Like I've done this enough times, sure. right? Right. And can't I just do it the same way now? Right. 
and you can't. You can't. And that is, it. It's uh, it's just very frustrating because you never. It's never a done deal. Nope. Yeah. Never is. As soon as you think it is, you're done learning. You're done leading. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the third spur. And Please. That's, uh, failure is not terminal within a lizard. Uh huh. Not terminal. You know. Um, I tell a long story in this uh, part of the. Q source, which I'm not going to repeat because I think I've chewed it before, but it was about me getting a really epic ass chewing mm-hmm. in the military, right? And then having to see the guy who gave it to me, like, you know. Oh, yeah, in the mess hall. In the mess hall. Yeah. Yeah. Mess hall. I was yeah. like, ah. And, but he it's like, that didn't happen. Right. Like, like it never had happened. He yeah. just asked, talked like, to wait me. Wait a minute, I didn't think we were friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, he's dynamically shame goading me, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. In the moment. So I would learn from it and develop. Like, he brought this thing to bear, so I'd feel it. You know, mm-hmm. and I would learn from it. Um, but he wasn't crushing me. It wasn't a terminal event. Right. Right. In fact, I don't even think, you know, the doing of it was like a form of enjoyment. Like it was a form of necessity for him. Oh, yeah. He had to do it. Yeah. He, he didn't take any great pleasure in, in right. ripping you up. That's right. Yeah. That's because that's how a lizard is. And again, a lizard is that type of organization that's light, quick, and is missional. Right. And that's yeah. what we call a lizard. A, a, a organization that is no longer light, quick, and missional that is all about existential continuity we call bullfrog you right. just look at those two reptiles or whatever those reptiles both lizards uh, amphibians, yeah. amphibians reptiles yeah. yeah and you can see the difference and they look the same same color kind of ish right but one don't move much yeah and the other they look one a whole lot different always in motion right yeah. always in motion so that's why we chose those two beasts to represent this idea creeping crawling right. thing <laughs> but within that that missional lizard failure is simply not a terminal event now there's acts of malfeasance that are so intolerable that they betray an unacceptable lack of confidence sure. or, or moral turpitude, for instance. You know, right. and in those occasions, well, that failure is going to be, you know, you can't correct it. You just got to. That's a black tie. That's thing. a black tie. But you, but but it doesn't kill the organization. No, no, no. It, it does hurt it a little. Maybe, but, but that 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 would be a time where, for that particular leader, in that particular organization, that it's terminal. But that's that's yes, rare. For that leader, yeah. That's rare. On the great many, a majority of occasions, rather, failure is just a phase. Yeah. You know, it's this phase we're talking about, right? right? It's a phase. It's not a terminating event. You know, and I think too many organizations, too many too many groups, rather, are, for them, failure is a terminal event. Absolutely it is. And carrots and sticks being what they are, if it's clear to the members of the organization who are trying to lead it that failure is terminal, you avoid failure. Yeah, and avoidance of failure yeah. means you just bullfrog it, and that's why bullfrogs turn into bullfrogs. Is one of the reasons is the leadership from within is no longer treating failure as a phase of the leadership development process, right. but has begun to treat it as a terminal event. Well, because they've moved now from being creative and and proactive and looking for ways to to improve, and and they become reactive and and protective, right. and they're they become afraid. Uh, because now failure means, you know, you've you violated the risk mitigation criteria that we right. laid out in our you know procedural manual of whatever. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, bullfrogs, they're zero failure allowed organizations, right? Yeah. Um, and what's weird and a little bit ironic is because they need leaders, a bullfrog because it punishes failure with term, termination. They kind of ignore. Uh, their leaders progressively worsening failures. Oh yeah, they promote them. Well, they over, can't. They, they can't. They can't. Well, yeah. they can't recognize them. Yeah, because if they do, they got. 
then they so, have to admit that right yeah. that's right well, you know it, it's funny that you uh, just thinking out loud here and i apologize for interrupting but that's no, okay. um but uh I've, failed. I've got a, <laughs> it won't be the first time or the last uh the uh i've got a good buddy who uh made a mistake at work went ahead and went to his boss and owned it and it was at one of these large financial institutions right. that uh, in town and um and explained what happened and why and all that kind of stuff. Probably went into more detail than they even needed. Right. You know, whatever. Terminated. Sure. Terminated. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was right. like, you, you, you did the right thing. Now, but then again, you know, we don't know. Maybe it was something so bad. Perhaps. Like, so, so, you know, yeah. but, but I lost a billion dollars. Assuming don't. it wasn't. Assuming <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, you know. You know, something that was a failure, yeah. right? So, so think about that organization, whatever organization that is. It's encouraging you to cover up your failures, which is even worse. It does. Yeah, which is even worse. You know, because instead of treating it as a learning experience, as a as something that builds a leadership foundation, it's, it teach it. What it does is leads to punishment. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean there aren't consequences. You know, that's what we're talking about. The sting. Right. There's consequences to failure, sure. and those consequences should hit you so that you feel it. Right. But what shouldn't happen is that have one of those consequences be that you're you lose the and now position it's over. Yeah. and now it's over. Yeah, you know you will not learn from that. All you learn from that is to avoid risk <laughs> and to cover mistakes. Yeah, and the last thing you want as a leader is a guy who avoids risk and covers up his own mistakes. Right, That's the last thing that was you a want. bad idea because then you're going to find a you're going to go to the the right the tomb and you're going to find the dead skeletons of I mean just failure after failure that no one ever dealt with. So in those kind of organizations that treat its leaders like that, afraid to fail, right? Mm -hmm. They ultimately become leeches. Those organizations do. Like that yeah. last form of yep. organization we call the leech because it only stays alive by feeding on bullfrogs that are too fat, too slow to move. Right? <laughs> they it just latches feed, on just and here latches we go. on, right? Yeah. And then that's why the governance of a leech or a bullfrog it decelerates into inertia. Focus focuses its energy on existential continuity and eats itself yeah. over time. And that's what happens. Ta-da. That's what happens. That's why you know they they don't. We like to say in F three that we uh, we court failure and learn from it. Yeah. You know that's what we like to say. And well, hopefully it, we keep doing it. Well, I say not only do we say it, I, I think we do it. Uh, I really I really think we do. In fact, you know we. <laughs> I've I've seen you do it many times where again something as simple as the workout you know we when we go to grow rucks or even just in the middle of the middle of a normal workout sometimes like you just go okay this is turning into a train wreck let's let's correct this yeah and it hurts a little for that guy sure. maybe for that time but then he gets it and he gets it you know? and he knows wanna, that you love him and we keep wanting to be risk takers we want our leaders to be yeah. risk takers you know absolutely not, not insane risk takers but you know to, no, yeah. to make you know a legit gamble that's got odds you know, you know, sure. if you're making it as a leader and you, you know, it fails, you learn from that, you know, that's going to adjust how you go forward. I mean, there's no other way to learn how to do that, right? You just right. got to do it that way. Otherwise, you know, you're just never going to know when to hold them. You're not going to know when to fold them. That nah, would be impossible to tell. You're not going to know when to walk away. You're not going to know when to run. Frank, <sighs> none of those things. Can I tell you something? Yeah, sure, yeah. You got a face for radio. <sighs> Dread, can I tell you something? Yes. This is a podcast. It is. It is. You got no Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult. The 43 Feet, out front. The secret to surviving is 
Every hand's a loser, and the best that you can hope for. 